my bros uh happy new year so peter yeah happy new year happy new year to you and all the bros and gals yeah. and whatever and gals. bros and gals happy happy new year folk happy new year folk and i've always said on the uh on all the tiktok lives and stuff i'm like i don't care what you identify as girl boy whatever you want as long as you like happy baseball and you understand it's not gambling advice we're wishing you a happy new year that's that's yeah. I, that's where that's the boat that we're in i think and, and you're bringing the positive vibes into 2022. Like, you know, who cares? Uh, this is the Just Baseball Show. It I'm is. I'm Jack McMullen. He's Peter Apple. Uh, I've got the Apple Pencil. I've got the iPad. It's an iPad episode because we are playing GM of the St. Louis Cardinals today. And this is a bizarre organization. It's tough. You know, 90-72 and 72 record. They made the playoffs. They lost in the wild card game to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They won 17 games in a row to slingshot themselves. But there are some, there's some issues here. We got to go through. Yeah, but like, are they issues? Because historically, they have taken care of the issues. Exactly. Historically, this team is so good, so we have to hold them to a little bit of a higher standard. And I assume that Cardinals fans would respect that, that we're not dealing with the middle of the pack team. This is the damn St. Louis Cardinals, the team that has won the second most World Series in the history of Major League Baseball. We're going to hold you to a higher standard, and we're going to talk about it. Fair. I think that's fair. Way to bring the juice. Yeah, yeah I'm fired the up juice. because I've been on this freaking computer for the past three days just going through this roster being like, all right, where am I going to go? Shortstop, what do we do? Starting pitching, what do we do? This bullpen, going through everything. So I'm a little bit stressed out because after these three days, I have some ideas, but nothing is absolutely concrete like maybe with some of these other organizations when we played GM on the podcast over these past few weeks. When we're about to get into it, um, before we do, I've got kind of a something I heard for you. It's not really a something I heard. It, it's a Twitter account that you have to go look at. Okay. Kendrick Lobstar. Kendrick. Okay. <laughs> L-O-B-S-T-A-R. He's got this annual ritual of, de- or of air frying something for two hours. <laughs> Last year, it was a hot dog. And he chronicled it in like a thread. This year, he he air fried a Big Mac for two hours, and he went in like ten second spurts. He provided an update on Twitter, and he just dropped it. Like new air fry came out, oh, wow. and and it's the Big Mac. <laughs> and I mean this this thread is the best thing you'll find. So I will. Uh, God, the I'll retweet sucks. it after this. The lockout blows. <laughs> I, I'm looking at people air frying Big Macs for two hours and just reading about the putrid odor that it exudes. One question. Is this a yearly air fry? So it's one account that does a yearly food item once a year and like this is the big moment? They they tweet other things too, but this is his calling card. This is his magnum opus is air frying annually. Uh, can we talk about the Antonio Brown thing for a moment? That was yeah. crazy. We've seen guys retire at halftime. Um, a Colts player, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a cornerback. I'm forgetting his name. Retired at halftime. We've never I seen think it was a someone. Bill. It might have been a Bill. Was it maybe against the Colts? Yeah, I think so. But we've never seen a man take off his pads, take off his jersey, and run through the end zone with his shirt off. The funniest part about it, did you see on Twitter the picture of him getting an Uber from the stadium? Did you see the video of him in the Uber? No. Yeah. No way. And then yesterday, he fulfilled a cameo request. And it was like five minutes of him talking about why he doesn't think Big Ben is going to retire. Dude. And he also dropped a single. He dropped a single. Yeah, he dropped a single. So my thinking is, did he go directly from 
the Uber from the stadium to the to the recording studio and record no, a I, song? Or do you think that was that, pre-recorded? That was, hey, that was pre-recorded. It was just to generate sure. some traction, I think. I think it was a publicity stunt. <laughs> I think it's just way did. funnier if you went straight from the stadium <laughs> to the recording studio and did that. Going to, going to trace his true passion. Um, on, a, on a more serious note about that, I hope he's mentally okay because we know that there are some serious mental things going on there. Uh, and I liked the sentiments that Tom Brady echoed there, just saying, like, you know, we're friends. Like, our friendship is good. I just hope he's all okay there. So that's that. But let's talk about the St. Louis Cardinals because you mentioned they won 17 games in a row to get them into the wild card game. If they don't do that, they might have had a 500 record. They were 71-69 and 69 before the 17-game win streak. That's the kind of team that we were dealing with. But that's why we love baseball so much, right? Because anything can happen, and this team went to the playoffs. And I think they kind of overachieved, and they have some questions to answer. Because, yes, is this the best defensive team in baseball? Absolutely. Is this one of the best defensive teams we've ever seen? Quite possibly. But beyond that, they have starting pitching issues. They have bullpen issues. I know the top three in their bullpen. Giovanni Gallegos, Henesis Cabrera, Alex Reyes are elite. But they all have a similar problem that we're going to get into later. And then this offense. Well, they were 18th in WRC Plus as a team. There are pitfalls here. There are injury concerns. And there are some stat concerns that I'd like to talk about in a little bit. But how do you view the Cardinals on a on, on a granular iPad. level? Yeah, on the app. What is what is? What's I hand wrote. Say? I know. Written notes that's on why, the iPad. That's why I laughed initially because you showed me the iPad, but it literally looks like a whiteboard right now. And that's that's what we do here at the Just Baseball Show. We're that crazy that just because it's not one of our favorite teams, we will dive headfirst into your team and try and figure it out. We will make it our team. Yeah, it's it's the always sunny diagram that takes up the entire wall. I do that for every single team. I broke out the the iPad whiteboard for the Cleveland Guardians. I, I'm breaking it out now uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. I do want to mention that you just said granular, not granular. The granular level is, I said is granular. bit by bit. No, you said granular. I might have I might have, but I fluffed. meant granular. I might have just fluffed. Fair. You always gotta point it Fair. out, Dick. Yeah, I'm just an asshole. That's how this works. But an asshole with an iPad. Uh, and here's how I here's how I sorted this iPad. I went starting pitchers, bullpen guys, catchers, infielders, outfielders, and I've got middle infielder, corner out or corner infielder, like wherever they, you know, may play specifically next to them in parentheses. I've also got some prospects. And then look at this. I've got another page of possible wow. targets and free agency and trades. So why don't we start with who they actually have in-house? I think that's Let's fair. Let's go position by position. I think that's fair. Um, do you want to start hitters or pitchers? Hitters. Okay, let's start at the catching position because they just re-signed Yadi Molina, who's going to play in his age 63 season this upcoming year. Okay. Uh, Yadi is obviously the starting catcher for the St. Yep. Louis Cardinals. There's zero question. Their backup, Andrew Kneiser, like fine, meh. And then you also have Ivan Herrera, who hit 229 with a 746 OPS, 17 bombs in mostly double A last year. Okay. Had some time in triple A. Like he could be the third catcher there. We're do working. you see the need? Do you see the need for improvement? Just Yadier Molina. Let's move on. Catcher is but, Yadier Molina. I, no. I mean, what do you do? What, are you going to replace I him? Don't, like, he's like 50. He, he so? might need a break like two days a week. I don't think he does. I'm fine. You, I actually don't think they need to do anything to the catcher position right now. Okay. Okay. What do you? Uh, how about the? No, like I wouldn't mind like a one-year deal for like a Luke Maley type. Yeah. I thought you meant like, is there? Are they no, no. trending towards maybe getting a like a legit starter and maybe going no. half and half? Okay, there we go then. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, he's the catcher. Come on. Yeah, he's the guy. Okay. Let's work around the infield right now. Paul Goldschmidt's the first baseman. There, there's Stud. no question about that. He is such a beast, dude. He is so, so good. I, I just have to say that. I really like him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. Now, Danny Vietti with CBS Sports put out this, this – he put out a tweet 
of all of the the metrics that Nolan Arenado was at a career low at this past year. Very nice of him. Granted, his career low was still like an 805 OPS. That's not that good of an OPS, though. But it's Nolan Arenado, so there's obviously no change at third. I'm not worried. So middle infield is where it gets really interesting. Yes, 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 yes. You've got Tommy Edmond, who is obviously, he was a gold glove second baseman. He's Mm -hmm. obviously going to be a middle infielder for you. Definitely. And then you've got Edmundo Sosa and Paul DeYoung. Mm -hmm. Those are your shortstop options right now. Mm -hmm. You need an upgrade? I mean, if I'm viewing the St. Louis Cardinals as a legit playoff team, yes. Do I think Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa can be serviceable, solid shortstop options? Also, yes. Who's the better one? Hmm. I would... I I still like DeYoung's bat. I know he had the worst offensive season of his career. But I still rely on him. He's 28 years old. I think he's still at least decent. I like Edmundo Sosa, but I just don't know how the bat is going to continue to play. They're both pretty solid on defense. I don't think Edmundo has this crazy upside potential on offense that maybe a DeYoung has, if DeYoung can put it together again. But DeYoung was a 197, 284, 390 slash line. But it's funny, um, nobody questions Edmund's offense kind of at all because he's such an exciting player and he does so much on the diamond. But the reality is he had an OPS under 700 as well. This middle infield is just so interesting because they're all great gloves. I like Sosa's floor better. I like DeYoung's ceiling better. Yeah. The best day of Paul DeYoung is better than the best day of Edmundo Sosa, but the worst day of Edmundo Sosa, I'm I'm sleeping better at night than the worst day of Paul DeYoung. The thing is, you have so many consistent players around the diamond now. Wouldn't you rather take the higher ceiling guy if you're the St. Louis Cardinals? I don't know, but Sosa's like you know- fast as shit. Is that it? I mean, he's speed in defense. Yeah, he's the but, better defender, and he's the quicker guy. You're taking the bat of DeYoung. But is he that much of a better defender? And it's not like his speed is translating into more stolen bases. I know stolen bases, you know, don't always, you know, equal speed. But I'm just saying I don't think that he's adding an element of speed that is game-changing to the St. Louis Cardinals enough for me to, like, really buy into that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to come back to the middle infielder in a minute because I do have a prospect area of this as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about one of those guys there. But the outfield is is totally set, like yeah. 150% set. You've got Tyler O'Neill in left. You've got Harrison Bader in center. You've got Dylan Carlson in right. Lars Newtbar, the fourth outfielder right now. And then Juan Yepes, if need be, can slot into a corner outfield. He can also give Paul Goldschmidt a day off at first if he needs it. But Goldschmidt's the type of guy that can play 163 games a season. So I have a take about the St. Louis Cardinals outfield. I think this is could be one of the best outfield in ba- outfields in baseball. Maybe the best outfield in baseball. I think the only thing holding these guys back is their injury history. You know, besides Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson, they were dealing with injuries. Are they going to be able to stay healthy? Harrison Bader has already an injury history. You know, Dylan Carlson is still young. You know, starting off with an injury isn't too hot. That's the only thing keeping them from being the best outfield in baseball is them all just staying healthy. Like, can we get 150 games out of all of them? If we get 150 out of all of them, that is a very exciting trio. If if you get 150 out of all three of those guys, they're a 95 wins team at least. Oh, well, a lot of different things need to work out. We'll talk about the starting pitching in the bullpen because that that's that's hot. But, like, that's the best outfield in baseball. And you look at what Harrison Bader just did, 103 games. He was hampered by injury this year. But in 103 games, he had a 785 OPS, which was very solid. I mean, the guy solid. slugged 460. That was the best mark of his career. He hit 16 bombs. I think he's going to get better, too. And, I I mean, Bader was a gold glover. Like, I don't see a weakness in this outfield. There is no need to improve on the starting outfield whatsoever. Absolutely. Now— I want to jump back into the prospect realm. 
in terms of position players. Right Can now. I just tell you where this offense kind of finished in 2021 so we get kind yeah. of a good idea where they stacked up? Because it's a lot of solid names across the diamond, but the reality of the situation is they finished 15th in WRC+. And a common trend that I'm seeing with the Cardinals is that their hitters don't walk. They were 24th in walk rate, and their pitchers walk a ton of dudes. They had the third worst K to nine as a staff. I have, the, I wonder if the reason for moving off Schilt and hiring a guy like Ollie Marmel as their new manager is straight up, we are buying into completely the analytics revolution in baseball. That we want to get away from guys who don't walk versus guys that walk a ton of dudes on the mound. I'm curious if that's something that they're thinking about when they look at this roster. But I just think that's got to happen on the field as well as happening in the dugout. And they just took care of it in the dugout. But like this roster is not constructed to be an analytical baseball team. I know. I wonder if they're really trying to change that. I don't bet they are. So do they make trade splashes, right? Like that's the mm -hmm. big question. How much of this roster do you blow up right now? Because Tyler O'Neill, he can be an analytical guy's dream. Dylan Carlson, like maybe, but you've got Tommy Edmond, who's their nightmare. You don't want Tommy <laughs> Edmond on this team. You got Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright's their nightmare. You're not going to trade Waino. It's, it's hard to look at this roster and say that they're going to make this switch to being fully analytical or fully not because they've just got a little bit of each. That's a good point. My only thing is, I, I just think that they're try I think that they're actively trying to move towards that kind of direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prospects. You've got two guys with an ETA right around 2024, Mason Wynn, Jordan Walker, who we like a lot. Mason mm -hmm. Wynn could be that two-way guy. He was throwing 100 in bullpen rolls with high A this year. Jordan Walker, we think, is one of the best prospects in baseball. He His rakes. 2021 was insane. This guy rakes, rakes, rakes. Nolan Gorman is the MLB-ready bat. Mm -hmm. Is Nolan Gorman your second baseman? That's the thing. If Nolan Gorman is your second baseman, who's your shortstop? because it's Edmund. Tommy Edmond moving off. But Tommy Edmond hasn't played that many games at shortstop, but I think he can. He's got that good of a glove, and the arm, I think, translates as well. I think he can play shortstop. I just think you might be losing the value as a second baseman because he's so good over there, and then at the bat doesn't translate as well to shortstop as it would at second base. Not to say that he can't, because I had another idea, um, which I was talking about in the Just Baseball shot that kind of got shot down. But I still think that it could be a decent move. If and, and you're shaking your head. I don't know if you like it either. There's a guy on the Oakland A's. His name is Tony Kemp. And he had a 127 WRC plus last year. He walked more than he struck out. He's a guy that walks a ton. Maybe the Cardinals might be interested in that. He's cheap. He's only making around $2 million a year. Do you possibly go get him from the Oakland A's and move Edmund over to shortstop? But you can also you know, continue to play. Um, Edmund at second, move DeYoung, and just keep DeYoung or Sosa at shortstop because Tony Kemp can also play the outfield. Because like I said, around the outfield, this is a trio that has had injury history. And we'd love them to all play 150 games, but I don't think it's fair to expect that all out of those three guys. So he can then go play the outfield too. He's just a guy who gets on base. It wasn't, I didn't even, it really got shot down because they were like, no, Tony Kemp sucks. And I'm like, I, he walks. I'm not saying he's going to change the fabric of their franchise. not the sexiest move in the world, but I feel like he adds a dimension to the Cardinals that they're currently lacking in right now. Yeah, I mean, like you're talking to a guy who has possible targets from free agency as Luke Maley and Eddie Adrianza. Like, <laughs> that's not sexy whatsoever. But well, with, the problem is a lot Kemp, of these guys are taken already. Yeah, I know, but here's the thing with Tony Kemp. Like, if that is your move, if that's your main move in 2022. It's the main move. That's okay, not what I was so like, saying. I like it as a minor move. Who do you give up for Tony Kemp? You don't have to give up much. Not at all. Like, Tony Kemp played 131 games this year with Oakland. 
the only other time he's played north of 100 games was 2019. So he's on his second full season of playing 100 games. But in 2016, he played like 60 games. 2017, he had a cup of coffee with Houston. 2018, he played 97 games. Like this guy is not a full-time guy whatsoever. And I know that's what you were saying, but I also want to point to the hitting numbers. Yes, he walked more than he struck out. He was at 52 walks, 51 strikeouts. But his 800 OPS... That's the best OPS of his career by north of 50 points. This is the second year, besides 2018, where he had an OPS plus north of 100. He also hit 279. He has never hit before 250 before in a season. So are you getting somebody that actually makes an impact when they come off the bench? Like, are you getting the best Swiss Army knife out there? And I think the answer is like, no, and you're not close. But he's a Major League Baseball player. I think you're forgetting that Tony Kemp at 30 years old might be a developing ace. I think that's what you're forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he and Danny Duffy, I think, should be a package deal. I don't. Is Danny Duffy still a Dodger, or is he a free agent? Danny Duffy is currently a free agent, and every team should be lining up for Danny Duffy because he's a Yeah, lead. and he went to your high school, so naturally he's a 32-year-old developing ace. Developing ace. Didn't actually go to my high school, just in the surrounding area, and I'm a big Danny oh. Duffy fan. Wait, so you bought into Danny Duffy even though he didn't go to your high school? Surrounding area. Okay. <laughs> Santa Barbara is like kind of a big area. Surrounding area. I'm a Danny you, Duffy you know fan. I'll leave it at that. I'm bought into Corey Ray because he's from Chicago, Illinois. It's fair? bigger than baseball. Third biggest city in America, but he's from my town. <laughs> I think that's fair. If you said that, I'm not going to make fun of you like you're making fun of me. I think that Tony Kemp would add a different dimension to the St. Louis Cardinals. He's a guy who walks. The Cardinals don't walk at all. He can play a bunch of different positions for a team that has injury history. It's not that complicated. You wouldn't be giving up that much. He's a bench bat. I'm not saying he's going to start at second base. Come on. Okay. All right. Fine. I want to talk about who they could go get offensively, and then I want to get to the pitching. Because I was okay. thinking, let's rehash the offense they have now, and then the pitching that they have now, and then make additions. But I feel like the way this is trending, we should go offense they have now, offense that they can add, and then pitching they have now, pitching they can add. Mm-hmm. Here's who I see St. Louis going after. You just you pointed out Tony Kemp. Luke Maley, Eddie Adrianza, like, okay, those would suck. Like, sign them to minor league deals. Go ahead. Sure. I don't care. One year, $800,000. Hey, shout out those guys. Free agency-wise. Hey, shout out those guys. Yeah, good guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good guys. Free agency-wise. I still like Trevor's story. You're $52 million under the luxury tax base available for 2022 right now. Trevor's story, I think the market at him looks identical to Javi Baez, who signed six years, 140. That's about 22 a year. That leaves you some money to operate. Like, if the Cardinals offered Story six years, 140, I think that makes a ton of sense. No, I agree. I, I like the Story acquisition. You know, the Cardinals have had a very solid history of getting these Rockies guys. It all goes back to Larry Walker, even Matt Holliday, now Nolan Arenado, just to name a few. And so they've, they've done that before, and I, I've said it before. I think Trevor Story fits very well on the St. Louis Cardinals, slotting right next to Nolan Arenado. You could say there was one shortstop that is currently a free agent who led all shortstops in walk rate. Do you know who that is? Uh, it's not Andrelton Simmons. Who is it? It's Carlos Correa, who could probably get well, you know three hundred million dollars. I yeah. mean, they need a short. I mean, but do they need a shortstop though? I keep going back and forth because it's like, is DeYoung good? I don't know. I think he's fine. I think Edmundo Sosa is fine. I like these guys. But at some point, where on this roster do you make the jump from good to great? You make the roster from good to great at the shortstop position, in my opinion. And that's so, going to get a guy like Correa or Trevor Story. Yeah, so I, I don't think they do it. Do you think they do it? No, I don't think that they do it. Because they're having this identity crisis in the middle infield right now. Yes. So Edmund's not going anywhere. You great. have... Sosa, DeYoung, and Gorman, who is one of your prized prospects to yes. work with right now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at trades. I want to give you three shortstops. Love this. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, one. Okay. He's got nowhere to be now in the middle infield. He can play third for Texas, but Seager's at short, Simeon's at second. Yeah, but is he that good? No, you're not going to go get a superstar via trade. I'm just saying, is he that much of an upgrade over DeYoung, who they are paying a lot of money to still? 
Uh, I don't know. So let me throw you option two. Fair. Because Kiner Falef is actually my least favorite option out of the three. I like it. I'm option two, Nikki Lopez. Uh, that would create the best defensive team yeah. ever assembled. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just adding more of these dudes. And the analytics guys hate him. Hate him. And, well, because the thing is, Nicky Lopez, uh, outside of the glove, yes, did he hit 300, but he didn't walk a ton. He didn't hit. He didn't slug at all. His margin for error is kind of small because if he doesn't hit for that high of an average, he's not that valuable to your team. But the glove, I mean, they could just. I mean, imagine Nicky Lopez in that infield too, with Arenado, Nicky Lopez, Edmund, and Goldschmidt there might not be a ball let through the infield the entire year. And then if it does somehow get through over the second base bag, you've got Harrison Bader out in the center field waiting. And then Dylan Carlson, those two have cannons. And Tyler O'Neill's a great defender in left, too. And then you have and Yachty oh, by the way, the Yachty's the catcher. <laughs> yeah. Yachty's the catcher. This is a sick team in, like, a it's weird a sick team. way. It's a sick team. Okay. Third shortstop option. It's going to take a little bit more, but I still think you can do it with the means that you have to go get this guy because it's interdivision. But Wait. Luis Urias. Oh, yeah. I like Luis Urias. Um, I do like Luis Urias. But are these... First, I just think, would the Royals trade Nicky Lopez? Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. They're getting Bobby Witt Jr. Why wouldn't they? And they got Mondesi. But Luis Urias... I don't. I mean, they have Bryce. The Brewers do. They have Bryce Terang coming up, but is he going to be the shortstop of the future? I don't. But I they got they, Willie Adamas. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And they have Colton Wong at second. Yeah, they do. In division, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the the pot's got to be a little bit bigger. I think we'd go with Tony Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke, dude! It's not a joke. Oh. oh, this is tough because it's not like it's a pitfall. It's not like they were 18th at WRC plus two spots ahead of the New York Yankees, for example. Like this is not an area where I think to myself, all right, this is a hole right in the middle of the diamond. No, it's just not great. And I and they have two options who are fine. And I don't know what to do. Okay. So, if I'm John Mosellock, I think I'm just kind of being a pansy and I'm not doing anything. I think I'm also not doing anything, weirdly <laughs> enough. Even though, like, he should, but if he doesn't, then you have to get starting pitching or more bullpen help. You have to do that. Okay, so we're going to transition here. I've got one more name that I want you to put in your back pocket right now. There's a guy in free agency that's sitting out there. It's not an infielder. It's an outfielder. But I have some moves that I'm going to throw you that are earth-shaking in terms of the starting rotation, and you need a fourth outfielder to have because I'm shipping somebody off. Eddie Rosario is still a free agent. I think you can get him for about two years, $10 million. Keep Eddie Rosario in your back pocket right now. He's in my back pocket. so let's... Yeah, perfect. He's in mine, too. Uh, I am flipping back to my other iPad screen right now, and we're going pitching. I want to start with the bullpen, because a lot of people say that the Cardinals need bullpen help. I say they don't need any bullpen help at all. I'll, okay, continue, because I'm going to go at you slightly. Slightly. Not a lot, because I somewhat agree, but I think there's some holes which they could fill with some guys who aren't that expensive right now. I'm not looking at closer setup. I'm not looking at who's throwing the ninth or the eighth right now. I am playing a sheer numbers game. And in terms of good major league relievers, I see Giovanni Gallegos, Alex Reyes, Henesis Cabrera, and Jordan Hicks when he gets healthy. Mm -hmm. When I see MLB relievers who can have good outings for you, I see Cody Whitley, Ryan Helsley, and TJ McFarland. Mm -hmm. TJ McFarland's gone. Isn't TJ McFarland gone? No, I think he's still there. Beep, boop, beep, boop. TJ McFarland. Team. Since 2021. I think he's a free agent, bro. I oh, don't current think team? so. 
I'm on spot track right now. This guy, yeah, he's making two and a half mil from the Cardinals in 2022. Why did I read something that he's not on the Cardinals anymore? My mistake. I don't know. Ma- is that is that OAN? Is that one American news? <laughs> you and my mistake, Gundy people. Getting... <laughs> All right. Uh, so I see seven guys. Okay. Push back on me. No, I'm not. I'm not pushing back on you. Nothing that you said there was incorrect. I just think there's there's two guys, Ryan Tapera and Andrew Chafin, who you could just add to this bullpen. And I'm a t- uh, the only reason why is because when you look at all those names, where is the veteran back there? There isn't one. It's a very young bullpen. That's why I'm yeah. saying you could add some of those guys and, and to the back end of the bullpen to help with Alex Reyes, help with Gallegos, help with Hennessy Cabrera, because there is an issue in the back end of this bullpen. Remember, and just an issue in this entire staff as a whole. Remember when I was talking to you about the K per nine? This is a with Alex Reyes just walks everybody. Hannes Cabrera, Giovanni Gallegos, all these guys. They walk a ton of dudes. Could a guy like Ryan Tapera come in? A guy like Andrew Chafin come in? Maybe aid with that a little bit. I'm just saying. Maybe add a little yeah. bit of a veteran presence. No, I like the idea of generic 34-year-old white guy. Me too. You know, you throw one of those guys in, proves a walk rate. Okay, so this might just be like my Cardinals bias because I, for, for some reason I love watching the St. Louis Cardinals. I do too. But... Cody Whitley and Ryan Helsley are, are very fun relievers to watch. Ryan Helsley's awesome. I actually uh, He's awesome. I played um he was in college and he stayed at Dustin Demeter's house. Um uh, as one of those, you know, one of those players that, that he was playing for the Santa Barbara Foresters. It's like one of those teams in the area that stays with um like a house family, stuff like that. A host family, like a collegiate summer league, you play you have a host family. Exactly. I was playing yes. poker with him. And this is why I always think Ryan Helsey's got big balls. He takes me all in. Damn. And I'm looking at him. And I'm like, I got Ace King. And there's, you know, I got two pair on the table. I'm like, what could he have? And I fold. He bluffed me. And I'm like, you know what? You're going to be a really good MLB pitcher. So I'm always in on Ryan Helsley. That's a great anecdote. Yeah. he's got He's got big nuts. I can tell. I'm Buck Weston, and we've got balls. We've got balls. He's got balls. And he also throws 100. I love that that just went right over your head. That was kicking and screaming, one of Will Ferrell's finest works. You know that I'm not going to understand your pop culture movie references. Okay. We've been through, how hold many on, episodes of Just Baseball Show have we done? Uh, this is 132? Yeah. I think so. Um, here's the thing, though. You tweeted that you were going to watch a movie for the first time pretty much in your entire life. What movie did you watch? Don't look up. Really good. Oh, Leo. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Funny. Still gotta watch it. I just finished it's on you. Netflix. Yeah. You like that? You? Yeah. Did you like that? Did I like you? Yeah. Did you like you? Yeah. Are, are we doing the Laura Ingram thing right now? <laughs> did you see that video? No. Or the health expert not. was just like I'm, I was in, watching I'm on you. Cardinals fan graphs. God. All right. Um. Well, I don't. I don't typically watch Fox News either, but Laura Ingram was there. Uh. She she had a you conversation, but I liked you. Uh, Penn Badgley is a very good actor. I hated his ass, um, and hmm. that made him good. You okay. know what I mean? Like when you hate the main character, you keep watching. He just he generated this strong emotion within me, so I just I was bought in. Let's go. Okay. I like that. Um, but back to the Cardinals. So I don't think you need to make any move here with the relievers, but I am not shuddering and saying, "Ah, you shouldn't have done that." If you go get Tapera or Chafin, I like that. Jordan Hicks, he's healthy for spring training if spring training happens on time. I saw that apparently there is no negotiation or talk scheduled between Major League Baseball and the MLBPA. I just want to brush that aside because if I get into it, it'll piss me the hell off, and I just don't want to be pissed off right now. I agree. Can we not? It 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 let's doesn't. Not. It's not even making me mad anymore. It's just making me depressed. But let's yeah, just yeah. Keep it's going. just like come on. So so Hicks <sighs> is going to be ready by spring training if it happens on time. Jordan Hicks, when he's healthy, is a top-flight reliever just because he throws an 104-mile-an-hour sinker. Turbo sinker. Like Blake turbo. Trinan. Turbo. Yeah. Bruce Gratterall. Yeah. Absolute turbo. <laughs> that's, is that onomatopoeia? That's his sinker. Let's talk about the rotation now because I might fry your brain when I, I get going on the starting rotation. Okay. The current five right now. Mm-hmm. are Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, 
Steven Matz, who they just signed, mm-hmm. Miles Michaelis, and Dakota mm-hmm. Hudson. Mm-hmm. You've got Matthew Liberator waiting in the wings who can be MLB ready. Do you think he's going to be good? Uh, yes. How good? Yes. Because I feel, I think, I feel like the vibe is that he's going to be a starting pitcher savior in a way. And I just no. I don't see it that much. No. I think he's going to be fine. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think I think he's a four. Yeah, like a three or four. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I Aram gives me shit all the time because I call twos ones and I call <laughs> threes twos. Like I always go up one, but I think Libby's a four. I'm not even going to give him three, but he's going to be mm. a fine four. Okay. Like, do you think he's going to be better than Jordan Montgomery of the Yankees? I think he's going to be same plane. Yeah, like fine, pretty good. That's what I see from him is the reason why I mentioned him. Because I think he's like a good pitcher who will, you know, his ERA will probably be in the high threes and he'll just, he'll muddy along there. And it'll be a, you know. There was a time where I viewed Liberator and Logan Gilbert the same way. Mm -hmm. But then like Gilbert just gradually made his way up and Libby made his way gradually down. I don't even know if he made his way down. I think Logan Gilbert just kind of hopped up there. Yeah, but like, like Libertor had Libertor. an ERA over the fours and a FIP over the fours in in AAA last year. That's just yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. All right, let's talk about improvement because I see three guys. Like I've got I've got three answers here because Libertor. I think he starts in Memphis. I wouldn't be shocked if he spent the entirety of this year in Memphis if Moselock and Ali Marmol just decide that Libertor is not ready this yeah. year mm-hmm. because they're trying to win a World Series this year. So I see, obviously, Flaherty, Wainwright, Mats as three starters for you. You just paid Mats to be a full-time starter for you. I but know. Michaelis and Dakota Hudson ain't going to get it done. I like Dakota Hudson um, as a pitcher. I actually think he's pretty solid when he pitches. But the fact of the matter is, Dakota Hudson, you know, he has 150 innings in his career, but yet he debuted in 2018. This is a guy who just hasn't really stayed healthy. Miles Michaelis, another solid guy who just hasn't really been able to stay healthy, but and he's also a guy who doesn't strike out that many guys, you know, 6 to 7 per 9 innings. And another guy, I mean we just talked about Steven Matz. I know you're relying on him to be the 3, but he's never thrown above 160 innings in his career and he has a 4.24 career ERA and a 4.34 FIP. You signed him to a four-year deal. He's a four. Yeah. And a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy through most of his career. I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to gradually work my way up. Okay. With possible additions here because can we're we on the same page. keep talking about Wainwright and Flaherty maybe? The fact that Wainwright's going into his age 40 season. Is he going to throw 200 innings again? Jack Flaherty's also coming off an injury. Like, I'm scared. Okay, so what I'm hearing is you need to add multiple arms. Yeah. Multiple starting pitchers. But I like Dakota Hudson for no reason. God, yeah, no, no reason. reason. No, I like Zero. him though. I do like him. I don't. I think he's got solid stuff. It's just can he stay healthy? But I, I there's something about him. He's got moxie. All right. So you like Dakota Hudson more than I like him. I like Matts more than you like him. They also have Jake Woodford, who is no, yeah, come on, now. he's a pitcher. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he throws he baseballs. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm looking at the free agent market right now. Okay. You could take the flyer on the geezer, relatively <laughs> speaking. Yeah, John Lester for a little bit. Why not just go get him on another one-year deal? No, no, All move right. on. Okay, Cole Hamels. Oh, no, move on. Okay, Matthew Boyd. I like Matthew Boyd. Okay, we're getting somewhere. And a guy who gave eats up innings. And he gave up a ton of bombs. Yeah, you know? And you don't want guys like that because you want guys who – you know, have a good ground ball rate, put the ball in play for this defense. You don't want guys who are privy to the home run. And he gives up a lot of bombs in a park that just is huge. Yeah, you're not supposed to give up bombs there. <laughs> yeah, in, in Detroit. Uh, I do overall think Matt Boyd is a decent pitcher. Maybe not the best fit for the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, fair. Now, 
I, I don't have any big free agent splashes. My big splashes come in the trade market. I've got two more free agent starters that I want to run by you. The Cardinals let Kwon Yun Kim's contract expire. Two years, $8 million. That's what they signed him for out of Korea. It's done. He's in the open market. Could you bring Kwon Yun Kim back? The thing is, when I was looking at KK Kim, I like him, but he's another guy who doesn't strike out a lot of hitters and walks a lot of guys. I think they're just trying to get away from some of those guys in the rotation. I just seriously doubt that they bring him back. Is he a fine pitcher, and could he be serviceable for another team? Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think he's a big league pitcher. I just don't know if he's going to continue to fit with the way the Cardinals are trending, in my opinion. Okay, wild card here. Final okay. free agent I want to throw out here. Aaron Sanchez. Hmm. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that one bit. I mean, you remember that Cy Young caliber start that he had in Toronto? I do remember that. I do remember that very well. And then he just kind of fell off. Don't the Cardinals feel like a team that can kind of go in and fix him a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I like that one. I mean, what about a guy like Zach Greinke? No, I just don't. Like, if you're saying no to Lester and Hamels, why are you saying yes to Zach Greinke? Because Zach Greinke's better than both of those guys. <laughs> and he eats innings. And it still <sighs> eats innings. You know a guy yeah, who doesn't eat innings, but it's pretty good. Carlos Rodon. Yeah, like... He's good. Strikes out a lot yeah, of guys. Yeah, he, but he's, he's going to get overpaid for what he's done. Is he? But I think Rodon's really good. But the thing is, where are you going to spend money then if you're the St. Louis Cardinals? Trevor's story? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm down. I'm down. Carlos Correa, I'm down. I'm sure Cardinals fans are down too. But it's just you're paying DeYoung this money. It's like, I think you just, although it's not the sexy option, I think you just got to give him another shot. So then if you're giving him another shot and you're not going to go get Tony Kemp, then you should then you should go get an expensive starting pitcher like a Carlos Rodon. He's not going to be that expensive. Like he's not going to yeah. absolutely break the bank. Yeah, I the more that the more that you make me think about Rodon in a Cardinals uniform, the more I like it. Looks sexy, I bet. Him in red. Elevated 100. What does that mean? Elevated 100. Like, he is... Oh, oh neck throwing elevated 100. 100. Yeah, oh, I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah. You were be, I thought that was like a, a new stat about Rodon. An elevated no, no, no. 100 Ele- stat. Elevated 100 with what we know is a world-class slider and then that new development of the curveball, too. Like, the question is just durability. And you can go get the John Lester. You can go sign somebody midseason to deal with Rodon if he runs into injury concerns again. But, like, I like it. I like paying Rodon. They also don't currently have, like, a solid lefty in that rotation as well. You know, losing J.A. Happ. Matt's. Is he a solid lefty? He's a lefty. He is a le- No, he's... All right, that was going too far. He is solid when he pitches. Right, there's a difference between a solid lefty and a good lefty. And, yeah. And Matt's yeah. is a solid lefty. Rodon, when on, is a great lefty. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. That's where I was yeah. going with that. Okay. You no. Know. This is tough. It, it's hard. It's really hard. That's why GMs get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Three starters via trade. Okay. Two of them are on the same team. Okay. I shouldn't have said that. That would have given it. <laughs> After I mentioned the first one, it's going to give away the next one. Okay. Actually, no. No. It won't. Okay. First one. This guy stands alone. Zach Plesak. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Nolan Gorman and Lars Newtbar for Zach Plesak. Huh. Is that too much? I don't think so. Lars is kind of sick. Out of nowhere. But that's what, but like, <laughs> Lars Newtbar and Eddie Rosario are the same person if you go sign Eddie Rosario. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, they're the no. fourth outfielder. They're the Eddie fourth Ros- outfielder. Is Eddie Rosario better than Lars Newpar? That's I the think question so. that baseball fans need to figure out. 
Right. Oh, by the way, did you see the poll that I ran about Joe Nathan and Mark Burley? Who gets your Hall of Fame vote? Did yeah, you see the won? finish? No, I didn't see the finish. I saw, I, I think it was like with two hours left, we were at a 52-48. Okay, so. favor of Burley. The final was 51-49 Burley. Wow. I still would go with Nathan. I, I'm, uh, But it's again, we're splitting hairs here. I, I think Mark Listen, Burley, you know. A 51-49 is the mark of a great poll. That is a great poll. It's good. It was good. Next poll, Eddie Rosario or Lars, Lars Newport? Yeah. Who's better? <laughs> Not even who would you that rather might... have moving forward, just like who's better currently? Who's better at what baseball, Eddie Rosario, <laughs> Lars Newport? Yeah, you got to send one of those guys up. That might be another 51-49. But, um, I don't, so I think the cards have already showed their hand with Gorman, and that's dropped his stock. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. They're kind of confused of where to put Gorman. But you could always, um, you know, spin zone it in the fact that, oh, we're just moving Gorman over to second base because we have Nolan Arenado. We still think very highly of him, and they should, you know, think pretty decently high of him. He's still a solid prospect. It's just how much better is he than Tommy Edmond, than Paul DeYoung, than Edmundo Sosa? You're shaking your head. I think Edmund's better than Gorman, but I think Gorman is better than Sosa and DeYoung. Is Edmund going to hit next year? I hope so. He better. God, I hope so. Because we're just slotting him in at second. And I know he's a phenomenal defender. And he does a a lot more than hit. He's a gold glover. I know. But so is Nicky. Like, at some point, you got to hit, though. I mean, you can't have an OPS below 700. Omar Vizquel was getting Hall of Fame votes. And I think he should (laughs) have. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Please sack for Gorman and Nuke Bar. I love it. I want you to I just power think it might be a little deals. bit too much, but you don't think it's too much? You think it's solid? I, I don't think it's too much. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I would do it. Next one. Jordan Walker, Lars Nootbar, and a filler for Tyler Glasnow. Oh, you're going to have to give up more. You're going to have to give up more. Jordan Walker is a top 20 prospect. Tyler Glasnow is a top 10 pitcher when he's healthy. Yeah, but he's going to miss all of this year. Yeah. And Tampa's going to have to pay him, and they're obviously not going to. Everybody knows that. You're making me... Hmm. Walker, Newt Bar, Nick Plummer for Tyler Glasnow. I just, I have a hard time thinking that the Rays would do that. You're getting a fourth outfielder and uh, a lottery ticket. No, I mean calling him a lottery ticket. Not is, a lottery is not ticket. Not fair. It's not fair. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. Well, let's see him repeat this season that he had. You know what I'm saying? Like he he burst onto the scene. But I think he'll the be idea, good. Sh- shouldn't the idea of Walker at third, Wander Franco at short for the next ten years, like get Rays fans off? It does sound good. Yandy Diaz though. Sick. Stop. He is good. I will not take yeah. any slander on his yeah, on his is. behalf. But I know I Next agree with one. you. Now that's that's interesting. That's interesting. I can Next and final on one. That. Okay. You ready for this one? I am. Same deal. Jordan Walker, Lars Nootbaar, and a filler for Shane McClanahan. Why would the Rays? Yeah. I'm just thinking, why would the Rays trade these young, controllable starting pitchers who are because just they think they grow there? on trees? They grow on trees in Tampa. They're growing on trees currently, but there's no way that the Tampa Bay Rays can just continually push out. What do you really mean? good young starters? I they are though. They've yeah, done they it. Are. Like they've yeah, they are right. They ah. have. They will continue to do it. I don't hate it. But I, it's hard for me to grasp grasp the Rays truly doing that. Just because these guys are so young. And they have so much potential. And it's like, how do you gauge that potential? Doesn't it feel like, if you were to go into Eric Neander's mind, doesn't it feel like Glasnow is a little bit more expendable than McClanahan? That's what I was saying. I th- when you even said McClanahan, even though I prefer Glasnow, it seems like he would be more expendable because you're going to have to pay him first. And he's going to be much more expensive than I think McClanahan will be. And the cards can pay it. Remember, they're $52 million yeah. 
under the luxury tax for 2022. That's why I was saying I don't know what the problem is with getting Carlos Rodon. Like, that's guy you don't need to trade Jordan Walker for. And is Jordan yeah. Walker the heir apparent to Nolan Arenado as he ages? But, like, Arenado's got a 10-year deal. Like, he's got 10 more yeah. years. It's a lot of years. No, not 10 more, right? Doesn't he have eight more? How many How many more? Let's see. On to spot track we go. I don't think he has maybe even less than eight. Nolan Arenado, uh, he's got seven. He hits uh, six. He hits the books in 2028 as a 37-year-old. I wonder how that contract's going to age. Hmm. Did we just see the decline of Nolan Arenado, or are we seeing a down offensive season and he's going to come right back roaring? That's the question that Cardinals fans need the answer to, and I need the answer to. I think it's the latter. I hope it's the latter. He's that talented. Me too. But he was at Coors for a while. (laughs) Coors! like a curse word. Coors. (laughs) It is a curse word. Coors, the banquet bear. Uh, All right. Perfect world. Let's run around the defense and then run through the starting rotation. Can I add two more bullpen arms that I think are kind of interesting? Brad Boxberger is a free agent, Um, Mm -hmm. former brewer. I'm going strictly no numbers here. Knows the mind of the brewers within the division. Maybe he comes over. That's another veteran. Another guy. I I like Ian Kennedy. I think Ian Kennedy is good. I think he's solid, and he's a free agent. I just think that the Cardinals need to add veterans to the back end of this bullpen. That's that's the main point. And I think Boxberger and Ian Kennedy are solid guys that they can do that with. Okay, yeah. So I say veterans, but I'll push back on back end of the bullpen. I think they have to add veterans to the bullpen. But I think if you have Hicks, Gallegos, and Reyes in the back mm-hmm. end, like those guys are more talented than anybody you're going to sign. I'm just saying those guys were gassed at the end of the season. Gassed. Yeah. You can see it. So just play the numbers game then. Power yeah. and numbers. Okay, out of the four that you just mentioned, Kennedy, Boxberger, Chafin, Tapera, rank them one to four in okay. who you want. Um, I'd want... <laughs> is it bad that I want Boxberger the most? Yeah. <laughs> it is He's bad. Four. He's four for me. <laughs> um... I'll go Tapera one. Um, I'll go Chafin two. I'm you know what? Screw you. Boxberger one. Tapera two. Chafin three. No. Kennedy three. No. Chafin three. Kennedy four. No. <laughs> Kennedy three. Chafin four. Yes. Boxberger won for sure, though. I can't believe we. I love podcast together all the time. Boxberger has gotten me through so many games where I bet on the Brewers and just gotten through the thick of it. I, I like him. Okay, okay. I go. I go to Para one, Kennedy two, Chafin three, Boxberger four. You're sleeping on Boxberger. Maybe. Uh, you know what? I'm okay with that. He has the if, insights if, to that Brewers staff that was just insane in a you know in a little league ballpark. Thing. He's got to know something. I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit episode 132 when Brad Boxberger <laughs> bowls the Eric Gagne and wins the Cy Young as a reliever. I just want people to understand that I was on Brad Boxberger first when he wins the 2022 Cy Young, you, and Tony Kemp it. wins the 2022 NL MVP. It's it's all the in NL writing. MVP. It's all in writing. All right, good. You got it. I just wrote it, wrote it on the iPad. <laughs> Good. Put it in writing. Okay. Around the diamond real quick before we wrap. Yachty at catcher. Goldie at first. Edmund at second. Mm-hmm. Who do you want as your shortstop? I think we're going platoon DeYoung and Sosa. You give DeYoung the shot, and if the bat is just not there, you roll with Sosa. Or you make a big deadline play for a shortstop. It's possible. I just don't know if, like, Lopez, kind of Falefa, those guys are the ants. Like, are they big upgrades? Like, what are we – are we trying to make them elite? Or are we trying to just kind of, you know, move around the diamond? I think it's story or you stay with what you got. 
You don't think at all they should even put in a a word for Carlos Correa? You don't think so? But but like, I mean, he was the best defender in baseball, or at least one of them last year. I mean, that defense still. Listen, it's no knock on Carlos Correa. I'm not saying they shouldn't because I don't believe in Carlos Correa. I'm saying they shouldn't because like, he's three hundred and fifty million dollars. Is he though? Is he actually going to get more than Seager? Because I feel yeah. like he's not gonna. I think he is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how GMs actually evaluate these two head-to-head. Because Correa's had his injury problems before. He's never put up offensive seasons like he did last year. I mean, you know, in spots. But he's also a guy who struggled to stay healthy. I know the same could be said about Corey Seager. But Corey Seager's a 2020 World Series MVP. You know. Correa's one of the best postseason performers all time. Is he? No, no. Is he? That's what the numbers say. Altuve and Correa are two of the most prolific power hitters in the postseason all time. I'll check the numbers after that. I don't know if I believe you about Correa. I believe you about Altuve. Yeah, Altuve and Correa. Um, Okay, so story or stay the same at short. Arenado at third. O'Neal in left. Bader in center. Carlson in right. Paint me the starting rotation with any of the free agent or trade moves that we just threw out there. All right. Um, you have Wainwright at the top with Flaherty, and you have Carlos Rodon, Steven Matz, and I think you throw in one of your guys. Please, sack. Yeah. That's a rotation then. Because then you don't have to rely on Wainwright. I mean, he threw 206 innings last year. He was one of four pitchers to do that in Major League Baseball. Is he going to do that again at 40? Like, you need Jack Flaherty to bounce back. You need a lot of things to work out. You need Steven Matz to put together his healthiest season that he's ever put up as he ages. I I don't, I didn't understand the four-year deal for Steven Matz. I really didn't. I thought somebody was going to pay him that. I didn't think it would be the Cardinals of all teams, really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so how about this? I like that. How about Flaherty, Wainwright, Rodon, Plesak, and Mats? That's good, because then Mats is like a lottery ticket in a way. Like, if mm-hmm. Mats gives you anything, that's just prime. And then you have to go to Hudson to fill in. Jake Woodford. And that means, Jake Woodford. <laughs> and that means you're without Nolan Gorman. You have to ship off Gorman it's to go fine. get Plesak. You're without Newt Bar, but go sign Eddie Rosario with the, with the leftover cash that you have. Ben. I think that's or Jock a, Peterson. I think that's a, or Jock. I think I like that's Jock. a big improvement. I agree. I like it because that's a young outfield too. They could use a veteran back there. Okay. They, they got some veterans around there though. You have you happy with where we just left off with the Cardinals? When which of those relievers are you getting as well? Like who? I know we just ranked them and we went through a lot of different names. Let's, Let's say go get to grab para. two. Grab two. Let's go get Tapera and Chafin. Boxberger. Tapera and Boxberger. <laughs> yes. Boom. Okay. <laughs> I'll concede. Tapera and Boxberger. I'm in. That was fun. That was fun. That was good. I. This is a good team now. Yeah, let's do it again with another team next week. Are people going to be mad that we didn't address shortstop, really? I just, I don't know what they no. actually should do. No, like, I think we did. It's like, go get Story or go get, uh, or don't go get anybody. Like, I think, yeah. I think do nothing is a, is a fair answer here. And I think it is also fair to give DeYoung another shot. Yeah. Or, or you go win a World Series batting Tony Kemp. <laughs> I, listen, you can, you can die on the Tony Kemp hill. I still might die on the, uh, on the ship off DeYoung for some relief pieces and uh platoon Sosa and Adrianza. It's one of the least sexiest sentences I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're here for though. We talk baseball during a lockout. We're gonna mention Eddie Adrianza at some point. I'm excited to keep going over these and also make sure so you'll find in the link of 
the description of this podcast are bigger than baseball shirt. I'm wearing it right now for all those people on YouTube. Some things are just hashtag bigger in baseball. We are still donating all of the proceeds from these shirts down to the surrounding areas of Lexington, Kentucky after the tornadoes ravaged those towns. Uh, please make sure to go check out the link and get yourself a t-shirt because um, we are also matching up to $500 um, and sending down there to the charities in Kentucky and the surrounding states as well. We got Aram and I doing Cardinals prospects tomorrow. It's Cards Week. We got Tucker Davidson on Thursday. You and me are going to be talking to the Braves left-hander. That's going to be fun. And then we got a mailbag on Friday. And then we'll dive into a new team next week. Yes. So we have a mailbag on Friday, which we did at um, towards the middle of the season where we asked the questions on TikTok. But we're going to put it on Instagram. So... Uh, stay tuned on there at just baseball fans and at just baseball show. We're going to make a graphic and you can ask your questions to be featured on Friday's podcast with Aram, Jack and I, we're going to dive in and the Cardinals, you know, I hope Cardinals fans like this one because uh, we really looked into it and there were so many different options that we could go to because I think you and I, we we've grown a love for some specific teams and the Cardinals are definitely in that boat. Yeah, I think the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners are the three teams that I have just totally adopted. I really, I got something for the Philadelphia Phillies. I just want them to win. I also am loving what the Mets are doing. I am very excited to watch the New York Mets. I am. I am very excited yeah. to watch Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom, and I think Francisco Lindor is going to bounce back. Who is my, I, I grew a love for the Giants this year, San Francisco Giants. And there's some other teams. But those are the three that stick out to me. The Mets, Phillies, and the Giants. All right. I am uh, Cardinals, Blue Jays, Mariners. I like it. Thank you, everybody.